This is Sam Anderson, lead pastor at Central Church. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And to keep up with everything happening in our faith community, visit centralchurch.cc. So here's the deal. We're continuing our series. And how many of you can contest? Maybe I can get some participation on this. Life can be loud. Who thinks life can be loud? This is raising our hand. This is what we do. All right. Awesome. Life can be loud. See, I have four beautiful children under the age of seven. I have a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old, right? So I have four beautiful children under the age of seven. I have two dogs that are golden doodles that are on pace to be 100 pounds each, right? Each dog is on pace to be 100, 100 pounds. That's two zeros, Okay, it's going to be intense. I um, have a little girl, and so the soundtrack to my life is Moana. Have you guys heard Moana? Right? Dwayne The Rock Johnson sings in this movie. If you have not seen it, you're missing out on a large portion of this thing called life. Okay? And so if it's not Moana coming through our Bluetooth speakers, then it's the movie Trolls. Because Trolls just came out this past week. And so we're listening to Trolls non-stop. So I got my, my four kids. I got my crazy dogs. I got Moana with Dwayne The Rock Johnson singing to me. My uh, kids are listening to the soundtrack of Trolls. Uh, the, the, the show Fixer Upper, are you guys familiar? It's on repeat on my television, whether we're in there or not. Chip and JoJo are hanging out in my living room every single day, right? And so this is continually happening. And then we have church life because, you know, we, we have church life. So we go to church and then we have our um, house church that meets on every other Wednesday night, which is incredible, where we fit like anywhere between 20 and 40 people in our house at the same time with kids and everything, and we eat a meal, and it's absolutely incredible. And then I'm also in my master's program right now, so I'm going to school, and this past weekend I had school like Friday night and all day Saturday, and so it was really, really crazy. And then we have friends, and then we have family, and we have marriage, and marriage can be super loud. You've met my wife. Marriage can be super loud and crazy, and so we have that kind of relationship we're working on to get through, and then my wife is working now as well, and so we split our uh, childcare duties, so if I'm at home, she's working, and if she's work- and if I'm working, she's at home with the kids, with our four kids that I mentioned, and um, you know, we're, we're rotating childcare between us. On Tuesdays, we take four kids to three different schools for their daycare and preschool and everything, and then we have our future dreams and our aspirations and all this stuff going on all at the same time. So life can get pretty loud. Welcome to the soundtrack of my life, right? It can get really, really crazy. I can barely track through with what I'm saying and some of you are exhausted just listening to the first couple minutes of this, right? You're like, yeah, let's do it, all right, that's how I roll. But uh, that's how crazy life can be. Seth, will you please stop that? I don't know if I can continue talking. My goodness. Life can get loud. Life can get crazy, right? It can get a little overwhelming at times. I think many of you can relate because you have your own family dynamics to balance, right? You have your own jobs and work commitments and stress to take care of and to manage that are all speaking into your head and into your life. And then you got some crazy guy that stands up on stage every Sunday and asks you to give more 
and asks you to get involved and is vying for you to become part of this faith community because following Jesus not only makes your life better, but it makes you better at life. And we say, let's do this thing together. And then you have your own hobbies and your own friends and your own relationships and your own you know, marriages or, or dating relationships or you're engaged or you're hot in pursuit or some, somewhere in there on the spectrum. And, and many of us have side hustles, right? To make some money, whether it be to make some money or maybe it's to, to release our passion and do some passion projects on the side. And you have your own dreams and aspirations making noise in your head. And so many of you can relate that life can be super crazy and life can be super loud and life can be just this huge thing. And oftentimes, Life can be so loud that we miss the voice of God. Life can be so loud, and there can be so many different things vying for our attention, vying for our headspace, that we miss God in the mix of it all. And so we're continuing our our series on the Apostles' Creed that we've been in for the past couple of weeks. We started off talking about God the Father, and then last week we talked about Jesus, how he's the prototype for humanity. And so if you've missed either one of those weeks and you want to get caught up, you can check out our podcast, uh, centralchurch.cc slash podcast, and you can get kind of up to date on where we've been. And so then hopefully it'll help today kind of put it into context with the rest of what we've been talking about. But today we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit and we're going to be talking about the voice of God and how we need to create some space for that to happen, for us to be able to hear it. Because many of us are walking through life like all those sounds that were just coming out of the speakers and we're just like, we don't necessarily realize it, but the reality is there's not a lot of space, not a lot of intentional room for God to work and for God to speak and for God to lead and for God to comfort and for God to direct us and for God to guide us through this thing called life. So let's pray together and then uh, we'll jump right into it. God, I thank you so much for this morning. I thank you for the opportunity that we have to come together and to worship with one another. I thank you for the opportunity that we have to to sing songs. I thank you for the opportunity that we have to open your word and allow it to speak truth to us. God, I pray this morning as we continue our Apostles' Creed series that you would continue to speak to us and that you would lead us and guide us and direct us and challenge us today. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, everybody said... Amen. So I feel like we need to kind of just read through the creed one more time and kind of get us all on the same page here. So in week one, we tackled this first little stanza that says, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. That's kind of the first part of the creed. The second part of the creed says, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. That was the task that we gave Bob last week. (laughs) It was like that much. Did you notice week one was, I believe in God the Father, the Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? That was my chunk. See what I did there? And then Bob had his, and then now today we're going to talk about, I believe in the Holy Spirit. There's my chunk. Good stuff, right? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And so we're looking at this creed because we talked about how the creed was sort of 
Christianity around the year 300 saying, this is what we believe. This is where we stand. And so we're going to kind of go back to our roots and kind of break it down. That's the idea. And so today, we're looking at this, this phrase that says, I believe in the Holy Spirit. That's what the creed says. I believe in the Holy Spirit. It doesn't say much else about the Holy Spirit. And, and a lot of times, I feel like the Holy Spirit kind of gets the shaft a little bit, you know, because we've got like God the Father who's like, God, and then you have like Jesus who gets Easter and Good Friday and all that stuff and the manger and all this stuff. So there's, there's a lot of attention on Jesus, a lot of attention on God, but then the Holy Spirit is like this like abstract kind of wishy-washy Casper the ghost, but the Christian version, you know? And so it's, uh, I feel like he kind of gets the shaft a little bit, but it's very, very important. I know Bob highlighted last week that Jesus was 100% human and 100% God. Remember when he talked about that? Well, the Holy Spirit is also 100% God. And so that's important for us to realize on the front end of things and that the Holy Spirit is very powerful and the Holy Spirit is God. And so the creed doesn't really talk more about the Holy Spirit, but Jesus spends a lot of time talking about the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 16, verse seven, when Jesus is walking uh, with his disciples, he's talking to these dudes and he's saying, listen, here's what's coming. And he's foretelling about his crucifixion and his resurrection and the ascension and all this stuff. He's talking through all of these things and he's talking to these guys and he says this. These are like his, his, his crew, his posse, his, his little community that he has of people. And he says this, but I tell you the truth. It is for your good that I'm going away. These guys are like, what? What do you mean it's for our good that you're going? No, you're good right here. You're our guy. Like, we left our life. We're following you. You're the guy. Like, don't, no, 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 no. He's like, no, listen. I tell you the truth. It is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. He's saying, listen, it's good that I'm taking off because I'm sending this thing, the, the, the Holy Spirit, and it's so much better. It's gonna be so awesome for you. It's gonna be better for you. And so you need to wrap your heads around that. Now, can you imagine being the disciples in this moment when Jesus is telling you this? You'd be like, oh, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good on, on, on Casper the Friendly Ghost. I, I want Jesus. I want you to stay here. You're my buddy. You're my friend. I can see you. I can touch you. We eat together. I know what your farts smell like. Like, we're tight, right? I don't want this new, like, abstract Holy Spirit thing. I mean, you can just imagine that that's, that's kind of where their headspace was. At least that's where my headspace would be. And um, Jesus says, no, listen, it's going to be way better. And so I talked about this um, in week one of this series, this Richard Rohr quote from his book, The Divine Dance, where he says that God the Father is God for us, right? And he says God the Son is God alongside of us, but then God the Spirit is God within us. And so Jesus says, yeah, it's cool that I'm like with you, like, that, that's a really cool thing, but I'm about to be in you. Do you know how much better that is? Do you know how awesome that is? Do you know how empowering that is? That's huge. It's going to be a game changer. It's going to be a paradigm-shifting, cataclysmic event. I'm sending the counselor who is going to be within you. And it's huge. And Jesus kind of lays it out there in John chapter 14, a little bit earlier in the same, same book. John records Jesus talking about this relationship and kind of what it's going to look like and how it kind of works. And so starting in verse 15, he says, if you love me, you obey what I command. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. So he's talking about the Holy Spirit here. He says, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. 
I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. And so God kind of, Jesus kind of lays out this relationship. He says, I am in the Father, you are in me, and I am in you. And so we're, at first glance, you know, you could probably sit here and think, uh, huh, come again, come again. Says a few more times, but I didn't quite catch that. But he says, no, listen, I'm in the Father. Jesus says, I am in the Father, and you are in me. You find your identity in me. You know, we call ourselves Christians. That, that, that literally means little Christs, right? And so we find our identity in Jesus. He says, but you don't only just find your identity in me. I will also be in you. And so he lays out this kind of anomaly that is the Trinity. And so when he's going through this, he's saying, listen, here's the deal. I am going to dwell inside of you, and that is going to be incredibly empowering to you as the individual. It's going to be incredibly empowering to you as the individual. So if I had to put the function of the Holy Spirit into like these super bare bones practical terms, right? This is not going to make it into any published articles or theologians' uh, commentaries. But if I had to say God the Father, that's typically on a very bare bones practical thing who we pray to for the most part. Most of you, when you start praying, you probably say, dear God, right? I mean, that's kind of the idea. Some of my, my boys say, dear Jesus, but, but many of us probably say, dear God. And so we have to put this in practical terms. That's probably your main interaction with God the Father is when, when you're praying, because at the end you say, in Jesus' name, right? Do you guys say, in Jesus' name, amen? Do you know why you say that? Because you're approaching God the Father under the sacrifice of Jesus. Because when God looks at us, he doesn't see our sin and our brokenness and our shame and all of that. He sees Jesus, right? And so when we say in Jesus' name, it means we're approaching God the Father in the name of Jesus, right? Some of you guys are like, I didn't know why I said that. Now you know, and knowing's half the battle. That's what G.I. Joe says. And so God the Father is, is typically who we pray to. Jesus is who we find our identity in for the most part, right? And that's the prototype of humanity. That's who we're chasing after. That's who we're trying to emulate and be just like. Well, the Holy Spirit is typically who we're interacting with on the daily basis. This is typically who we are building a relationship with. We're sort of following the Holy Spirit's lead, right? So like when things come up in life and we're like, God, help me get through this. God, do whatever. Typically, we're in communion and relationship with the Holy Spirit when these things are going down. Right? Scriptures call the whole, describe the Holy Spirit as like a counselor, as, as a guide, as a voice and all this stuff. And so like when my mom passed away a few years ago and I thought that everything was going to fall apart and I thought, oh my gosh, my world is shaken. My mom, like it's my mom, you know, you've met my dad. He's like halfway there, but my mom, she was okay. Right? And so when she passed away, it was the Holy Spirit that comforted me and that got me through. And gave me hope because I thought, oh my gosh, people who don't have God, how do they survive something like this? How do they make it through on the other side? My mind was blown. But it was the function of the Holy Spirit coming in and comforting me through that. Time and time again, as the leader of this faith community, making decisions and in and, and, and times of uncertainty, not knowing kind of what to do or how to do it or whatever, it's the Holy Spirit that I'm asking to give me direction saying, God, open and close doors in my heart and in my life. Give me the vision that you have for this faith community. When there's questioning taking place in our life and we're asking for guidance, oftentimes it's the Holy Spirit that's doing this. 
You know, when Rich and Carmen are new family ministry pastors, which if you have not met them yet, you're missing out on a great, great couple to have in your life because they are incredible people. And Carmen will just walk up and she'll, the first time you ever meet her, she'll give you a big old hug. And it'll be the best hug you've had in a week, I promise. I promise. Make sure you connect with them. But when they moved up here a few months ago from Orlando, and they're, they're seeking God, and they're saying, they're questioning, God, do you have this for my life? Is this the direction you want me to go? They're seeking guidance and direction and leadership from the Holy Spirit. It's this still, small voice inside of us, right? It's that voice inside of us of conscious, of reason. It's the voice that, that, that gives us the language of love, that gives us the language of compassion, of mercy, that enables us to reflect God to the world, right? That's the power, that's the daily interaction of this relationship with the Holy Spirit. But oftentimes, like I said, our life is so loud and things are so crazy and we're so busy that we don't have space for us to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Oftentimes when we need direction and we need guidance and we need comfort, we're not listening for the voice of the Holy Spirit. We're listening to the voice of everything else. And so my question for you this morning is, what is the loudest voice in your life? What's the loudest voice in your life? What's speaking the loudest to you? Is it Fox News? Is it CNN? Is it MSNBC? What's the loudest voice in your life? Is it Facebook? Is it Instagram? Is it Twitter? Is it Moana? For a season, it might be. Is it trolls, right? Is it blogs? Mom blogs, dad blogs, political blogs? Is it podcasts? Is it HGTV? Is it, is it your kids and their schedule and their activities and their sports and their friends? Is it your friends? Is it your family? Is it the White House press conferences? What is the loudest voice in your life? What comes in and takes control? What has the power to throw you off kilter for an entire week? Think about it. What's the loudest voice in your life? What are you allowing to speak volumes louder than everything else in your life? What's the loudest voice in your life? What is calling the shots? What's guiding your thoughts and your emotions and your moods in your life? Do you see something that's posted on Facebook and it pisses you off for the next three days? So you're mean to your kids, you're mean to your husband, you're mean to your wife, you're mean to your coworkers because of that thing you saw on Facebook? Is that the loudest voice in your life? Or our crazy president gets up and gives another press conference and it drives you off of your rocker and you go bananas for the next three days yelling at everybody you can on Facebook and it throws you off kilter and you think the apocalypse is coming and the world is gonna crash down? Is that the loudest voice in your life? Is it a picture you see on Instagram and you say, well, why is my life not like that? And so we start self-shaming and we start losing our, our, our stuff and we get all, and we're just depressed. Is that the loudest voice in our life? Think about it. What guides your thoughts and your emotions and your moods? What comforts you when you're hurting? Do you turn to Facebook? Guys, I had a hard day. Please send me three hearts to make me feel better. <laughs> I see it. You do too. Like, come on, people. Turn into Facebook. You know, what comforts you? Is it your friends? Do you turn to your friends and say, I need comfort, comfort me. Make me feel better, make me feel whole. 
Make my head right because my head's off. Make my head right. Please do this for me. Where do you get your comfort? What comforts you when you're hurting? What gives you direction when you're feeling lost? Is it your friends? Is it your family? Is it Facebook? Is it social media? Is it the news outlets? Do you find your hope in the government? If so, I'm sorry. But I mean, really, really, what is the loudest voice? What gives you guidance? What gives you comfort? What gives you direction? What voice is speaking the loudest to you? Because you need to be super introspective on this and be really real with yourself. Is it the voice of God? Is it God who we come to for direction? Is it God we come to when we're hurting? Is it God we come to when we're lost and we need guidance? Is it? Is that your first response? Because if not, maybe some things need to change. If that's not the case, maybe some things need to change because Jesus says, listen, guys, I'm not gonna be with you. I'm gonna be in you. And I'm ready to help you with everything. I'm ready to guide you in everything. I'm ready to take care of you in everything. I'm ready to heal you in all of your brokenness and all of your shame and everywhere that you fall short. I'm here. I'm ready to do this. But he's standing there talking and we got all this other stuff going on. We're placing our hope and our desires and our joy and our happiness and our love and all these other voices when God's standing there saying, dude, I'm right here. I'm right here. And so maybe you're in here this morning and you need to remove some of those voices so that you can hear the Holy Spirit. Maybe you need to remove them altogether. You need to say, you know what? I'm turning this off. Maybe you place your hope and your peace and your confidence and your comfort in things other than God. And if that's the case, maybe you need to take that out. Maybe you need to remove it from the equation because here's the deal. If you put your hope or your faith or your confidence or your joy or your happiness or any of that stuff, if that rests in anything other than God, you're gonna be disappointed every single time. If your hope is in whoever occupies the Oval Office, you are going to be disappointed every single time. If your hope is in your senators and in your congressmen and women, you're going to be disappointed every single time. If your hope is in your Facebook, you're going to be disappointed every single time. If your hope is in Twitter or in Instagram, you're, you're going to be disappointed every single time. If your hope is in your friends and even your family, you're going to be disappointed every single time. It's just the reality of it. And I hate to be the bearer of not bad news, but reality. But you're going to be disappointed every single time. And so maybe you need to remove some of these voices that are speaking into you saying, I'm the savior of this. I'm the rescuer of that. Put your hope in me. I'll make things better. I'll make your life better. I can heal your brokenness. I can make all things right in the world and say, I'm gonna turn the volume down on all that junk so that I can make room for God to speak. So maybe you need to remove some of those voices. Maybe you need to silence some of those voices because they're toxic. Maybe removing them is not enough. Maybe you should Wait, wait, what is that? Austin Powers? Right? Where's it? Psh, 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 psh. You guys know what I'm talking about? Dr. Evil, the son Scott, or whatever. Um, maybe you need to silence some of these toxic voices. You know? Maybe it's the news outlets that you're taking as, 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 as your source of life. Maybe it's some toxic friends that you come to them for advice, and everyone else in your life is saying, But look at their life. It's way worse than yours. Why are you asking them for advice? And you're like, they just, I feel comfortable. We're friends. Now, maybe you need to remove some of the toxic voices that are speaking into you and it'll shift your perspective a little bit. 
Maybe it'll shift kind of the way you approach life all over. So maybe you need to remove and silence some of the voices, but maybe you don't need to do that. Maybe you just need to turn some of them down. Maybe the volume's up just a little bit too high. I'm not saying that we need to live a hermited life where we just shut everyone out but God, you know, and have our heads so far up in the clouds that we're no good to anybody here on earth. That's not what I'm saying at all. But some of the things need to be removed to make space for God. Some of the things need to be shut up because they're toxic. But then other things might just need to be turned down and we need to create some space for God to speak and for God to lead and for God to move. Maybe it's turning off the TV, shutting the computer, putting your phone away and saying, okay, here I am. What should I do about this? How should I respond to this? God, I'm opening myself up to you to lead, guide, direct, heal my life. And then some of you, you might just need to start the conversation. You're sitting here going, okay, yeah, well, um, I've never, me and God, we've never, that's never, I'm at, I'm at hello. You're talking conversation, I'm at hello. And if that's the case, it's super simple. We talked about it this morning. We have this CC 101 class that, that meets before church um, every so often. And it's this four-week crash course of who we are, what we believe, and how you fit. And we talked this morning about it. And we said, you know, um, we said that, what did we say? What was I just talking about? My gosh. What was I just talking about? Salvation. Yes! Yes. Thank, thank you, Chris. You're speaking next week. Um, but he really is, so that's why it's funny. Um, we were talking about how it's a conversation that takes just a moment, but it's a journey and a process that takes a lifetime. And so many of you might just be at that conversation point where you're just like, you know what? I want to start this thing with God. I want to start this relationship with God. I want that voice that he's talking about. And you know what's funny? I was talking to Rich this past week, our children. He said, the voice of the Holy Spirit sounds a lot like Carmen, which is his wife. And I said, that's the craziest thing because the voice of the Holy Spirit in my life sounds a lot like Amber. It's incredible. And God will start to speak to you and you'll be like, whoa, this is, this is incredible. God will start to move when we create space for him to move. And so if you're in here this morning and you're like, you know what? I want that. I want that relationship. I want that conversation. I want that to happen. It's as simple as saying, God, let's do this. There's no magic hocus pocus serum that you have to drink. There's no magical words you have to say. You just open your heart and say, God, I accept your leadership in my life. Let's do this. And he's like, yeah, let's do this. Because he's ready, waiting, urgently excited for that to happen. And so maybe that's you this morning. So maybe you need to, to silence some of the voices. Maybe you need to remove some of the voices. Maybe you need to turn down some of the voices. And some of you might just need to start the conversation. But wherever you fit in the spectrum, I want to encourage you to do something about it this morning. I want to encourage you to do something about it this morning. Maybe it's as simple as saying, you know what? This week, no TV. Or maybe this week, I'm not watching the news. I'm not going to go on Facebook and allow that stuff to pollute my head. We end up staying up at night worrying about things that truly are just voices making noise in our heads. When really we can open ourselves up to the voice of God and allow your peace and your hope and your joy and your comfort to come from that. You know, Richard Rohr said, God the Father is God for us. God the Son is God with us. But God the Holy Spirit is God within us. God wants to take up a dwelling in your heart and in your head and in your 
life. And so I want to encourage you to carve out some space for that to happen. Because I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Let's pray together. God, I thank you so much for this morning. I thank you so much for the gift of your Holy Spirit. You know, so often we get caught up in, hey, you know, let's, let's pursue God, let's pursue God, but we forget that it's such an honor and a privilege that you would even offer relationship to us. The creator offering relationship to the creation. And so God, this morning, for those of us who need to turn down some of the noise, for those of us who need to just silence some of the toxic noise, or for some of us that need to remove some of these voices and turn down the volume to make room for you, I pray that we would do work with you. I pray that you send your Holy Spirit now to do work with us. If there's some of us in here this morning that just need to start the conversation, I pray that you would feel so near to them right now, that as they draw near to you, as your word says, they would, that you would draw near to us, that we would feel your presence and feel your power this morning in this space. God, I thank you for the work that you're doing in our hearts and in our lives. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and you experience life change. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but still want to support this faith community, visit our giving page at centralchurch.cc. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.